Reading from Luke chapter 2, verse 1 to 20. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Well, good evening. Let me add my welcome. My name's Matt Farrell. I'm the uh, vicar here at uh, Christchurch Mayfair. I don't know if you saw um, the annual competition. Uh, It's run by one of the TV stations for the public's uh, best Christmas joke of the year. Did you see that one? Uh, A lot of them political this year, much more so than normal, probably something to do with the climate. Uh, So uh, in the top 10 were, um, why is Parliament like ancient Bethlehem? Because it takes a miracle to find three wise men there. Um, Why is uh, Brexit like Christmas dinner? Because people were told to make room for Turkey, so they left Brussels. Yeah. Actually, I wasn't sure this one won. I wasn't sure. Um, uh, why, why, will the, why will Donald Trump eat his Christmas lunch off a paper plate this year? Because he hates China. Um, that, that, that was the winner. Actually, my favourites were, were the non-political ones. I really enjoyed. Um, why is it harder to find an advent calendar now? Ah, oh, because their days are numbered. That's clever. Oh, I'd heard this before. I'm not sure this is a 2019 gag, but anyway, I think still my favourite. What do you call uh, a bunch of chess obsessives who are bragging about their victories in a hotel lobby? Chestnuts boasting in an open foyer. (laughs) Now, that is clever. That's really clever. And that's the best 
chess-related gag I've ever heard. Uh, forgive me. Actually, uh, everyone loves a bit of a Christmas funny, but I want to just spend 10 minutes or so talking to you about well, what we had in the second reading. Very simply, the angel came and said, don't be afraid, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Just those couple of verses, particularly that first one. Good news, great joy for all the people, because I think that's quite surprising. I don't know what you would say um, is the best news you've ever received at Christmas. Uh, often the news is sort of shut down. You might get a phone call from someone, I think. But uh, hands down for, for me, for us in our family, it would have been Christmas 2004. Uh, my wife and I had struggled for a number of years with infertility and had had a succession of treatments, had one in November. So it just so happened we were told you have to take a pregnancy test on the 25th of December. And it was positive. Uh, that would have been a bit of a bummer on Christmas Day, I, I, I guess. And so we were pretty nervous about that one and uh, having had many that had gone wrong. I mean, so hands down, that was, you know, tears, et cetera, et cetera, uh, after years of uh, trying to Hurrah, hurrah, hurrah. Um, that was by far and away the best. I don't know what you would say, best news. But in truth, even for us, a much longed for child, that was good news. But the news at the first Christmas miles better. Why so? Let's just look at it briefly. Good news. First little thing. Just make three comments. First is this. Good news. Good news, says the angel. Uh, Literally, gospel. This is what the word means. Good news. In the first century, good news was something that a sort of herald or town crier type figure would come along. They'd come along and tell you what the, uh, the great and the good had been up to. So they may sort of rumble into town and say, good news, good news, Caesar has conquered the Gauls. Hurrah, hurrah, uh, say the people. Um, where's, where's, where's Gaul land or whatever it may be? Um, good news, good news, Caesar has conquered the nasty rebels in Greece, and he always conquers nasty rebels. Get that, everyone? Um, Good news, good news. It's sort of an announcement of what someone had done for you, uh, the emperor in this case. Now, I have to say, I I think that once it's maybe very obvious, but possibly the most common mistake people make in regards to the Christian faith is thinking it's not good news, actually it's Good advice. There's plenty of good advice in Christianity. You love my neighbor, honor your parents, don't steal, all good. Plenty of, I mean, plenty of good advice in the Bible, of course. But fundamentally, it's an announcement about what God has done. He's come to save. The whole Bible, one story about what God has done. And there's a massive difference. Uh, another Christmas in our family, uh, Christmas 2000, was a pretty good one. Um, uh, got, we got married. My wife and I got married just before Christmas 2000. Uh, that's uh, great. But just before we got married, we'd bought this little flat in um, uh, South London. And in a state agent speak, I think he described it as a wonderful property that you can put your own stamp upon. <laughs> in other words, it was shocking and everything needed replacing. And uh, so we bought this flat, I think, at the end of October, and um, before, before uh, the actual wedding. And I remember wandering around with my dad, who was fantastic 
a DIY, sort of built our house. He's just brilliant in a way I've never been. And he's wandered around and said, oh, okay, well, look, that's all got to go. That sort of swirly, patterny artex on the ceilings. That's horrible. You've got to get rid of that. But it's all right, I've got the machine. We can drive off that. And uh, bedroom, you need some cupboards. We'll, you know, we need to build, you know, you need to build some cupboards here. That, that big wall. But this lounge, a brilliant light in this lounge. You could have a pretty, uh, I'd, I'd go for a sort of patterned wallpaper here that's going to last and, you know, all sorts of good advice. He had a good eye uh, and brilliant with his hands. And you look at it and you go, oh, this is going to take forever um, to sort this house out. So anyway, wedding, get a bit distracted. Uh, uh, went off on honeymoon, came back from honeymoon. My parents and my in-laws had done it. That was their wedding present. Pretty cool. So we came back. Everyone's thinking, wish I had my pa your parents. Yeah, yeah, they were great. The, um, uh, they're not for sale. Um, but uh, it was great. You know, this nasty Arctic's gone. Cupboards built. Wallpapering done. <gasps> came back from honeymoon. That's amazing. Good advice. Do this, do this. It'll make everything better. That's, that's helpful. Good news, we've done it. You can just sit and enjoy. And also people, I think, assume that the Christian faith is good advice. Do this, do this, do this, and, and then you can go to heaven if you're a good enough person. Good news, God's done it. He's your savior. Everything that you need, he's done. Explain that more in a moment, but good news, it's good news. Uh, second little comment here. It's for everyone. It's for all the people. Now, just pause. Genuinely ask yourself, can you think of anything that is good news for everyone? So it's not politics. Friday morning, paper number one, headline, rejoice. Boris has a landslide. Paper number two, the nightmare before Christmas. Take your pick. Um, clearly, not everyone is going to be content with that. It's not politics. Sport has quite a great capacity to, to unite a nation. And so in the summer, in the Cricket World Cup, I watched England play, sat there all day watching this, and um, ended up dancing, hugging, kissing even the man next to me that I'd never met eight until eight hours earlier. That brought us a sort of great joy and unity to us. Uh, the Kiwi fans, less excited. Okay. Good news for some people, only English, and only then if you like cricket. So it's fairly niche, I guess. So it's not sport. I mean, what about something for the whole of humanity? Well, the truth is, not a lot that unites us, and we all rejoice in. I mean, planting a man on the moon. I mean, most of the planet was pretty happy with that one. Small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Soviet Union, less excited, because they've lost. So again, not everyone. And so when you think about it, I, I guess the only thing that's going to be good news for all people is if it's some sort of problem that the whole of humanity's got that is resolved. So I thought, well, cancer. A cure for cancer this Christmas. That would be amazing. But my father died of cancer. My mother is terminally ill with cancer. That would have made quite a difference in our family, you know. That would be good news for 
And yet, even that, you know, it's over globally, it's only the number six killer. Five things kill more people every year. So there are a lot of other things you'd still have to cure. But I think it does point us in the right direction. Because the biblical answer, well, why is this such good news? Ah, oh, because the whole of humanity has one problem that we share. Death. You have a resolution to that. So did you never again say goodbye to one you love? That's good news. And that is what the angel is claiming. See, the Bible explains that actually the death of humans like you and me, miserable that it is, it's not natural to this world. It's only come as a result of humanity's rejection of God, our sin, our guilt, therefore how we mistreat other people. Because of that, death of humans has entered this world. It's not natural. It's not meant to be here. But even physical death, it's just a, a trailer to the more significant death in eternity. That's what the Bible would call you, you're being separated from God forever. Death, physical, you and I will all experience it. It's one separation, but it's only pointing towards actually the, the worse separation from God in eternity. Now, lots of people hear that and say, wow, I've lived the whole of my life pretending, acting, believing that there's no God. So to have no God in eternity, it's fine. I've got on pretty well in this life without him. Well, but in one sense, it's analogous to saying, I don't believe that the sun exists. Well, there's plenty of evidence here. I just don't believe it's there. Well, okay, you can go about your life and have a very good life denying the existence of the sun. It's a bit weird, but you could have a very good life doing it. But were there actually no sun, well, this world would die, be cold, miserable, lifeless. And look, you can go through the whole of this life and say, well, there is no God. I think that is a bit weird, but... If actually in eternity you're cut off from the source of all that is good, well, that is cold, miserable, lifeless. And so when the angel says, this is something for everyone, this is good news for everyone because here's a resolution to a problem that each and every single one of us has, death and eternal death that follows it. A saviour has come to deal with this. So look, it's good news, not good advice, nothing you have to do. It's good news. It's for everyone, for all the people. And last little thing, therefore it's, it causes great joy. Do you start, I mean, just run with the logic, even if you're not yet persuaded, I, I get that. But run with it. If you think, look, here is something that someone else has done for me, which means that physical death I can overcome. I can live again after physical death and, and enjoy a paradise, a heaven, and someone's done everything for it. Well, that is, that's really good news. It, it's for everyone. 
It doesn't matter if you're an impoverished shepherd in a field. It doesn't matter if you're a rich man from overseas, a wise man, a magi coming with your, your affluence. It's for everyone. It doesn't matter if you're homeless on the streets of London or you own a 50 million pound house in Mayfair. It's for you because we all have the same problem. Wow. And the promise is that actually God himself has come that is, the Messiah, the Lord, as promised in the Old Testament. God himself has come. He's born. He grows up as the man Jesus. And he dies in his death to pay for, pay the costs of all that we've done wrong. He rises again and says, well, look, all you need to do is trust in me. And that's it. You just trust in what I've done for you. That's good news. So here, in one sense, it's a simple test if you've ever understood the Christian faith. It's just got to be the best news you've ever heard. If you think, well, it's quite interesting, but actually I'm more interested in this or that, you've not understood it because it lasts forever, goes into eternity. So if you don't hear this and think, well, that's fantastic, well, why would that be? I, I don't know. I, you may not realize how awful death is. Physical. Lots of us are sort of inoculated from that at the moment. We just don't see it. You know, people die off in hospitals and hospitals. What, 5% of people in the UK have sat with a dead body. We don't see physical death and see how awful it is. Secondly, I guess we just don't get this idea of eternal death. Thirdly, I guess we don't think, oh, someone's done it all for me. That's good news. Not what I have to do that gets me to heaven. I guess fourth to last, the, the most common reason why people don't say, well, this is fantastic, is just they've never really thought about it. Just gone through life and sort of vague awareness with this Christmas story. Maybe wore some tea towels as a child, but that's about it. That's, of course, in one sense, inevitably, my plea to you is please at least think this through as an adult. If this message from the angels, this good news of great joy for all people, if it's true, it really is the most significant thing ever announced on planet Earth. There will be no news ever comparable to this. A cure for death, life after death, there is nothing that compares to that. If it's true. If it's not true, who cares? It is all twaddle. But what if it's true? Please, if I could say it to you, please take the time as an adult to investigate the claims of the Christian faith, you can take a, an account, Luke's account of the life of Jesus Christ. We'll run some evenings in the new year for people. There's always a group of people who think, yeah, it's a new year. I'll, I'll think through the claims of the Christian faith as an adult. Probably should do. Never done it. But please do it because it really is good news of great joy for everyone. And if you understand it, it really is the best news you will ever, ever hear.
I'm going to pray briefly. Now, great God and Father, whether we've been Christians for years or don't know what to make of these things, would this Christmas be one where we understand more deeply why this is such good news for everyone and therefore spend Christmas with a greater joy than we've known before? Amen.